Hey guys, William Mayette, creator of Jazz Edge. Welcome to the Confident Improviser Podcast. This is episode number 43, and today we are talking about advanced improvisation using chordals over our dominant seventh chords. All right, so what I was just playing was an example of how we can utilize these chordals in our playing. So let's dive into what exactly a chordal is. So basically all that a chordal is, it is a stacked fourth. So if I start on a note C, and I go up a perfect fourth to F, and I go up a perfect fourth to B flat, that is my chordal, all right? Some people might call them fourth voicings, some people might call them fourths, I call them chordals, all right? So you might hear it uh, uh, different terminology depending on the player. So basically all it is is two stacked perfect fourths on top of one another. So C to F, F to B flat. Right, and then from there, we can just move up by half steps. C sharp, F sharp, B, D, G, C, E flat, A flat, D flat, and so on and so forth, all the way up the keyboard. Now, there are only 12 of them because they are start on each chromatic note, right? And there's only 12 chromatic notes, right? So now, when I'm thinking about forming the chordal, I think uh, most often bottom up. So here, this is starting on C. So like if the, if the chord was a C7 chord, I would be thinking about starting the chordal on the root, right? C, right? If I build the chordal on D, I'm thinking building it on the ninth. Again, speaking about a C7 chord. If I'm building it on E, that's the third of the chord, I would consider building it on the third. So in other words, I think bottom up versus top down. It really depends on what makes most sense to you. If you want to think, okay, uh, top down is easier for you, fine. I personally think bottom up is a little bit easier. All right, so anyway, those are your chords, right? So now, something to understand is that when we are playing our C dominant seventh chord, let's just play a simple root three seven in the left hand here. So C, E, and B flat. So when I'm playing these chordals in the right hand, each of the notes of the chordal is going to function on that dominant seventh chord in a certain way. All right? When I say function, I mean is it going to be the root of the chord, the third, the fifth, or is it going to be some kind of a tension? Let's take the first chordal here built on C. Well, the C is the root, F is the eleventh, B flat is the flat seventh. So immediately, immediately right off the bat, okay, maybe that, that eleventh there is going to be a little bit too tense. When I go up to the next one, C sharp is flat nine, uh, F sharp is sharp 11, B is your major seventh. Again, so that's meaning to say that not every chordal is going to sound great on the dominant seventh chord, but here's the rub, and this is what's really important. As long as you're not playing, you know, that chordal along with the C dominant chord in the left hand, it's going to sound fine. If I did this for improvisation, so if I did something like that, so you see I'm starting on C, F, B flat, C sharp, F sharp, B, and then I resolve it to the C. Now obviously listen to what happens if I resolve it on B natural, right? Right? That sounds a little, little, little too tense there, okay? So the tension that is created by the chordals, you need to resolve it. Now the beauty is that many of the chordals resolve quite nicely on a dominant seventh chord. Let's go through the ones that really work well. Building on the nine works great. Building on the sharp nine works great. Building on the third works great. On the eleventh, eh, not so much. 
On the sharp four, not so much. On the fifth, not so much. On the flat 13, works great. On the 13th, works great as well. On the flat seven, sure, you could do that as well. On the major seventh, obviously not so great, all right? So the nine, the sharp nine, the third, right, that's great. The uh, 13th, the flat seventh, that's great. And then also you could do uh, flat 13 as well, right? The ones I really like, if you want the ones that are gonna sound nice with the dominant chord and not gonna sound too tense, build it on the ninth, build it on the third, build it on the 13th. Okay, if you want the ones that are a little bit more tense, the one on the sharp nine, that's really good. The uh, flat 13, the flat seven. All right, so now, take a listen to this. Here I have this uh, sample lick here, all right? And what I'm doing here is, I'm starting on the ninth of the chord, so I'm thinking of this right here. This is one chordal, all right? Here's another chordal, and then here's your last chordal, and then this resolves down to the fifth, right? So I'll take a listen to what happens when I play this. Uh, let's see if I'm able to get over here and play this with the band here. All right, and then what I'm gonna do is, uh, this is on a funk right now, I'm gonna put it on a medium swing, okay? And this will be at 120 beats per minute. Let's see what that sounds like. So a great sound. Now the reason you use this sound is not only do you get that advanced kind of outside playing, but since it's built in fourths like that, the sound sounds very kind of symmetrical. It's always moving by a fourth, a fourth, a fourth, except for when you, there, down a half step, down a half step, right? But those fourths give you that nice open modern sound. All right, so again, the notes here, if you happen to be listening, it's uh, in the left hand, I'm playing my C7 chord voicing, just my basic rootless chord voicing, E, A, B flat, and D. In the right hand, I'm building a chordal on the E, a chordal on the E flat, and a chordal on the D. I'm starting with my pinky, so it's D, A, E, C sharp, G sharp, E flat, then I slide down with my thumb, D, G, C, G. All right, really, really, really neat sound, okay? So again, let's play it with the band. down. Right? So you see how I, I kind of, I can move down it. It's a great exercise. One thing I like to practice is just kind of moving down those chordals like that and really kind of getting that underneath my fingertips nice and loose. So if you're looking for a nice exercise to practice, that would be good. All right, so let's move on to exercise or example number two, rather. All right. Oops, sorry. That's it. So here you can see that the chordal is kind of built uh, in here. It's baked in. 
right? But you'll notice that the rhythm changes. The, 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 the rhythm of the chordal is changing in the middle of the chordal. So I start with an eighth note, and then the, the C, which is the second note of the chordal, is the first uh, of a triplet, of an eighth note triplet, right? So it's eighth note, triplet, and I'm getting this nice little um, uh, half-step approach right in here, right? So that half-step approach, the E-flat up to the E-natural, right? So the notes here, G, C, F, D-sharp or E-flat, however you want to think about it, and then going up to the E-natural and then to the C. So again, it's that real nice open sound, and it's a great sp springboard for your improvisation. Let's bump this up a little bit. Let's go up to 160 for our tempo. Oops. hear how I'm bringing those chordals in and it really creates a super hip sound. All right, so let's slow this down again. We'll go back to 100, play it a couple of times just to make sure you got it. Again, these are things that you can bring into your improvisation. You don't have to use chordals throughout your entire improvisation, but it's just a great way of creating some advanced sounds. Here, here's another one. I'm sorry. Ba, trip, ba, let, D, ba, D, ba, D. See, I'm resolving down to the flat seven here at the very end. So it's C, G, D. So there's your chordal built on a ninth. Ba, trip, ba, let, and then I come up to the F. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm, I'm playing this as an F sharp. I kind of like it better as the F sharp. You can do it as the G sharp. Let me do it as the G sharp. Whoops. I wrote in G sharp, but I naturally played F sharp because I knew that that would sound good. So you could kind of do either one, right? So here's the, with the F sharp, ba triple. Kind of like that sharp 11 sound. So that example would be C, G, D, F sharp, and then A, G, E, C, B flat. Or the example that's written here, C, G, D, G sharp, A, G, E, C, B flat. Mm. So you can pick whichever one you like, okay? All right, so now what we can do is, uh, let me uh, make this a little bit smaller. All 
All right, so now what I'm going to do, I'm going to play all three of them back to back, okay? Here we go. That's with the M sharp, here's with the G sharp. Going back to them again, number one. Number two. sound that we're dealing with here today are these different quartals. Okay, so if uh, you like what you're listening to, you can also watch this lesson as well. If you go back to my YouTube channel, just do a search for the word Jazz Edge or just go to youtube.com slash Jazz Edge and then you will be able to get right to my channel. Also, be sure to check out my daily dose of jazz piano on the internet jazzpianodaily.com, jazzpianodaily.com. You can go ahead right back there. You can get a bunch of sheet music, get a bunch of lessons. All right, so check out jazzpianodaily.com. And I also have a bunch of those lessons on YouTube as well. All right, so anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining me. And I will see you guys in the next podcast episode.